I guess we should sound test, right? Uh, yeah, probably a good idea. This is my Zounds test. What's a Zounds test? Uh, oh, I should have said Zounds Zest. Like, really good zest. Who's Zounds? No, Zounds is like, you know, the exclamation, like, Zounds. Oh, that exclamation you made up just now. I didn't make it up. Go watch old 60s-era Batman. Tuesday, Tuesday podcast episode 227. I'm Sam Ginsberg, and here is Tyler Dryblatt. Hey, everybody. I am back. This week, we have some righteous comeuppance, uh, different feelings involving booze, the cost of beer around the world, and beer in space. All interesting stuff. And I guess it's just myself and uh, me and you. Me and you, basically, today, Sam. Is that correct? It's you and you and me? It's it's me and me and I. Am I not on it? No, it's, it's me, myself, and Irene. Who's Irene? Is she on the call? Jim Carrey's going to be here. That's too bad. We can talk <laughs> sure to him is. about how he needs to really shut up because he's hurting people. Yeah, he's an insane person. But uh, yeah, so I missed I missed last week, unfortunately. But I'm I'm happy to be back, and part of that is because I've really been wanting to drink this beer from Evil Genius. I have Purple Monkey Dishwasher Chocolate Peanut Butter Porter. There's a lot going on in this name. Sure is. So it's a chocolate peanut butter porter. It's six point seven percent ABV. It poured very dark, almost no head. It smells very nutty and roasty, but not necessarily like peanut butter, just like like maybe like roasted hazelnuts or something like that. So, first impressions, I really have nothing to complain about. Uh, I definitely get chocolate, I get peanut butter, it, the, the mouthfeel is about right for a porter. So overall, I, I think this is good, um, just for the first sip, so I'm really happy. Samuel, I think you know Evil Genius. Have you heard of this beer before? I don't think I do know Evil Genius, do I? Oh, no, you know Evil Twin, excuse me. Yeah. That's, that's my bad. That's where's, my bad. where's Evil but Genius anyway, from? Where's Evil Genius from? That's, hmm, Evil Genius is from, uh, oh, Pittston, PA. Okay. Anywho, uh, what do you have? Well, you have a beer from Pennsylvania, and I have a beer that's also from a garbage state for garbage people. You have something from New Jersey? From Delaware. <laughs> Apparently, Delaware is like number four most STDs per capita. Oh, yum. You know what's the least? Gotta be Utah. It's actually Vermont. Oh. Yes. That's not interesting. Well, anyway, so what do you have from, from Delaware? Well, from Dogfish Head. Classic. I have Oak Aged Worldwide Stout. This is a beer that I think, compounded with other factors, will turn out to be my downfall. Usually we eat before the recording, but today we're going to eat after the recording. And this beer is 16% alcohol by volume. Oh, you're going to be either very hungry or asleep. I already tapped a vein for IV fluid, so if I'm both, three stacks can take care of it. 
I thought you you said like like you you had already you know drained the main vein is where you were going with that. You mean jerked off? Uh, no, no. I mean, I, I don't guess that. I don't see how drain the main vein can be anything other than a euphemism for masturbation. Or just peeing. Well, I pee out of my other penis. Oh, my, I forgot. You're, my smaller wedge penis. Right. You're you're a double dick dude. Yeah. Any, where were we? I forget. You were going to explain to me what your thing means that isn't jacking off or peeing? <clears throat> it, no, it just meant peeing. Oh. oh. Right. I thought you you had, like, preparatory... Yeah, what's the word? In preparation, I nah, thought you had this. gone to the bathroom. So, uh, my beer... Uh, God damn it. <laughs> it is sweet and vanilla-y and boozy. Um, can you hear that? I can. It sounds like the dog is trying to DJ, s- scratching on the ones and twos. Uh, but he's actually trying to dig a hole in this mattress, because he's an idiot. <laughs> DJ Harry Knuckles. I think it was Dirty Knuckles. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was Dirty Knuckles. Yeah, so um, a little bit head on it. Not much at all, but more than zero, which is surprising given the ABV. And it's not, like, flat. But definitely tastes the vanilla and the woodiness and the booze and the malts. So it's got all of the things that I want it to have. I think it, I could actually do with a little more sweetness, but uh-huh. uh, just kind of to, to combat the alcohol. But, like... I'm already, I like, I don't usually get the chest warming sensation, but that's coming to me after just one sip. Or mm. that might be the finger of bourbon that I had before the show. <laughs> well, we'll never know. I'm a dumb man that will soon be dead. That is correct. Speaking of dumb men, so a while ago, we did this article from um, on Milwaukee.com. Beer shaming is a real thing. And basically this lady writes about being beer-shamed for liking to drink Miller Lite. And uh, we on the show kind of agreed that, you know, we're a little bit guilty of beer-shaming, but not nearly as guilty as this douchebag Mike Brenner, owner of Brenner Brewing Co., who brags all about beer-shaming people. And he says, like, if people order a Miller Lite, he'll grab a glass and pretend like he's going to unzip his pants, like he's going to drain the main vein into it. Why would he jerk off into it? This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and um, so we, we decided that he was a real douche here. And we'll, we'll be happy to report that in a uh, another article by On Milwaukee, we find out that Brenner Brewing Co. is closing. Ba-ba-bum. There we go. I was, I was waiting for your excited reaction. Yeah, I mean, this is... I mean, this is no surprise. If you aren't if you aren't going to treat your customers re- with respect, they're not going to stay around. And if you don't have customers, then you don't have revenue. What's weird is that it doesn't seem like it was a lack of revenue necessarily. He was served an eviction notice for being an asshole. I don't know for what. It doesn't say. But you know, like you don't. I mean, I guess you could be served an eviction notice for like not being behind on rent or something. But he he says in this message he puts out that he's being forced to close the physical brewery and tasting room. So I feel like there's there's maybe a little more to this story uh, that we're not we're not getting to. It says here in the article is speculated that another brewery is attempting to purchase his equipment and move in. So maybe like they went right to the landlord or something. But in any case, I uh, I'm not sad to see this guy go. You'd think you would have a lease and you couldn't just kick a guy out. 
I don't or know. maybe he was like doing some. I mean, it's possible that he was behind on rent because he wasn't making any money because he was an asshole. Or maybe he was like doing stuff he shouldn't have been and broke his his the terms of his lease or something. I really don't know. Well, this is this is kind of a bummer. I was about to commend on Milwaukee for their reporting, and I'm just like, <laughs> this is a crucial detail that we don't have. The same lady is following up on this story. I feel like maybe she was keeping an eye out on this guy because he's such an asshole, you know? I mean, it could just be that she's the correspondent for alcohol-related content or something like that. That's true, but I like the story I made up in my head, you killjoy. Yeah, good on good on Molly Snyder for for laying in wait in a gilly, with a ghillie suit on. One just one in the chamber, didn't even have a magazine. <laughs> right through this man's head. He's dead now, and that's what this article is about. Yeah. Good for you, Molly Snyder, for literally killing Mike Brenner. I just you seemed like you wanted a little more drama, so I got you a little more drama. Thank you. I appreciate it. You everybody knows I'm a drama queen. It's one of the first things people learn about me. I love the drama. And you're 420 friendly. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I don't. I don't know that that's one of the first things people find out about me. I just. I think no drama and 420 friendly are both like catchphrases you'll see on dating websites. Oh, absolutely. That's right. why. That's why it and came to mind. What's the other one? Uh, I'm, I'm. I'm. Well, I'm not really. I was gonna say I'm drug and disease free, but that's that's not true. Because you. Because the drugs we were just talking about. Oh, I thought you were talking about the scabies. <laughs> yes riddled with scabies i like scabies that feels like another pirate disease uh i think it's a there are things crawling under your skin disease under your skin that's horrible uh three sex when you finish your game of uh gummy drop or whatever it's called would you mind looking up scabies oh it's mites it's mites she says it's mites that live on your skin and burrow in your skin and it seems horrible burrow in your skin oh. i heard oh oh god damn ouch Anyway, we're not talking about scabies. Uh, we're talking about um, uh, ostensibly beer. Um, but I think I'm going to actually ask you about yourself because I, I haven't really talked to you in like two weeks. So what's been going on in Samtown? Yeah, a little bit of a lot of stuff. My sister came to town last weekend and then uh, I was out in Maryland this past weekend. And we ate food and stuff because it's what you do. Oh my God, slow down. The story, you're, you're tearing off headlong down okay. the rails. No, you're right. I should, have, I should have thought this through better. <laughs> no, let, me give you, let me give you just the drama. Hey, I'm gonna... So I was at my folks, and uh, my, you know, my dad is a, is a little bit of a, an odd duck. Yeah. So uh, when he moved out to the country, he decided he was going to raise chickens. Nice. So we got there, and we were looking out the window at the chickens in their little pen, just clucking around, doing they do. Uh, and then uh, the next morning, my dad was like, so I have bad news. The chickens are all dead. Oh, no. Yeah, apparently my mom heard, like, a terrified death rattle squawk in the middle of the night. And raccoons or something got in and just murdered these chickens. And yeah. so, so I spent... Uh, is, wow. Hmm. How many were there that got murdered? Three. Oh, three. That's not terrible, I guess. No. They were, they were named after the Three Stooges, but turned into girl versions. I don't remember what they were. Yeah, boy. Uh, huh. It's unfortunate that they were named. Well, it, they weren't, like, chicken wing chickens. They were egg chickens. So I, No, I got that. But, like, uh, because they were murdered by uh, presumably a pack of raccoons, it's unfortunate that they were named. Yeah, well, 
They were. So my my father, grief-stricken, disassembled the coop and enlisted my help. Uh, oh. So we got to spend t- two, two and a half hours outside uh, taking apart this coop that he lovingly and very poorly constructed. <laughs> and just, like, had to, like, roll on the ground to get under parts. And I was like, oh, I probably am just rolling in chicken Murder excrement chicken. right now. Yeah. They're disgusting animals, but that's <laughs> them being dead. And speaking of things being dead, I've been spending my free time, since I've had it, uh, making demons dead in the video game Doom. Oh, okay. Doom. That's fun. They, a, uh, a, a titan of the FPS. Yeah, they recently ported it to Nintendo Switch, which is odd. Rated M game on Switch. Like, really, Nintendo and Rated M doesn't usually happen, but yeah. uh, Skyrim's on there, too, so I might get that at some point. I think that's M. That might be T, but I think that's M. Hmm. But, yeah, just kind of... it does. It's not a very, like, crisp, mechanical, clean FPS. <laughs> it's really... Like, I guess I, I went in thinking, you know... I, I like to play at least campaigns as kind of a sniper-type character. I'm not good enough to do that in multiplayer, but I right. like to to hang back and just, like, take my time and never take damage. Uh, right, Doom is all about just pumping that ammo. Yeah, that's that's just not how this game works. You you have to run into the fray and just shoot wildly. You get... Every time you get a kill with a melee attack, there's, like, an animation of you very gruesomely killing them, and, it get, and <laughs> they always drop health when you get kills that way. So... In most games, when you're low on health, you retreat. But in this game, you just, like, try and almost kill a bunch of guys and then punch them all to death. <laughs> just gotta go into that berserker rage. Yeah. And I've been playing it on easy mode, which I used to feel very guilty about. But, you know, I have a limited amount of time, and I don't know how much I'm gonna sink into this game. Especially because I kind of want to play Super Mario Odyssey, and I'd like to beat this game before I get Super Mario Odyssey. So, I'm gonna play it on easy mode so I can beat it. And if I like it, then I'll replay it on harder modes and play the multiplayer and stuff. That's the spirit. I never really played much Doom, to be honest, but I know it's like it's like one of those grandpappy games, you know, like it, it was a forerunner of a bunch of stuff. Well, this is a remake. This isn't the... I No, I, I, I understand that. Okay. But uh, that's, that's cool. That's cool. How long have you been playing Doom now? Since this afternoon. <laughs> Since this afternoon. Okay, this is pretty recent. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. So I want to revisit something you said, though. Your dad, is he done with the chicken project? I think he is for now. Okay. I, I think uh, he might go back to it in a couple years, but I don't think he'll build another coop. Uh-huh. Because the coop is kind of a piece of shit. Right. I think he's more likely to just buy one because you can get them pre-made. Like, yeah. He bought, he bought chicks and, like, a little incubator to keep their little tiny shitty bodies warm. Right. And built a coop by hand. But... You can just buy six-month-old chickens right, and a coop, and then yeah. you're just you're in eggs all of a sudden. So, well, if, if he's going to try this again, will you tell him that he should get a duck? In addition to the chickens? In addition to the chickens, he should get, like, a duck or two, because, weirdly enough, uh, ducks will scare off those predators, and they'll just hang out with the chickens. Those bitches won't fly away? No. You get, like, little guard ducks. They're like a little duck gang. It's real weird. If I were a duck, I would just be like, yo, this place sucks. I'm out of here. 
It's 40 well, degrees. You, I'm going south, son. I mean, you feed the ducks, though, and they have, like, a place to live. So if they don't have to, like, fly across a continent, you know. All right. Yeah. Got a little bit uh, of farm wisdom there. That's right. Well, you know me and how into animal husbandry I am. Is that what animal husbandry is? I thought I animal think husbandry that's making was animals bone. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's move on from that. Okay, okay. Let's do another article from Forbes.com. Why beer, wine, and liquor may trigger different emotions. I think we're all pretty familiar with the idea that, like, is it an idea or is it kind of like the the Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the myth, almost, that different kinds of alcohols give you different drunks? I think it's a notion. The, the notion. <laughs> what in tarnation? This wine's getting me so sleepy. So there's there's this idea out there that different liquors get you, or different spirits, whatever, alcohols, get you different types of drunk. And I've never really put that much stock into this idea. Because oh, bullshit! Make, what? You, you were the one who introduced me to this idea in college. Did I? Yeah, you, you told me that tequila makes you want to party more, and gin makes you feel floaty. I don't remember saying any of these things. It's possible you were fucking with me. Okay, well, I would prefer to assume that, because I really, it doesn't make any sense. Like, right, it's just alcohol. It's, it, alcohol is the same. The compound doesn't change. The, um, only, the only thing I could think of would be if the concentration changes things. Like, you yeah. know, if you're if you're kind of slowly sipping beer and, like, right. going to the bathroom all the time, then maybe it'll be more likely to get you sleepier because you never kind of get over that hump. Whereas yeah. with liquor, you're straight into it. I don't know. Well, that, that's an argument, yeah, because some British researchers did a study and they have concluded that different types of alcohol actually do give you different feelings. Apparently, according to the study, wine is the most soothing, with hard liquor being linked to uh, stronger emotions. One of the their explanations for this is maybe, yeah, the, the kind of concentration that you were saying. If you drink alcohol, they say, quote, this can, or excuse me, hard liquor, this can result in quicker stimulating effect as blood alcohol levels increase versus, you know, the slow increase of blood alcohol level drinking beer or something like that. So they, they seem to confirm kind of the, the old notion. However, this study was done just with like self-reported statistics basically because it's hard to do like a double-blind clinical test that finds out if somebody feels angry or sleepy. So that's something to consider because I don't think that's necessarily the best data, but it's, it's kind of interesting. Well, you could uh, hook them up to what, like a CAT scan or something? Can't that Yeah, tell? like an EKG or something. I think we have. I think we are have both named the wrong type of scanning equipment. Nice, nice. But I can't think of what it is. Just because like different parts of your brain are stimulated with different emotions. Right. Pretty sure EKG is something with your chest. Yeah, because it stands for cardio electron electrocardiogram. So that doesn't make any I think sense. It's echocardiogram. Is oh. it? Uh, well, neither of us are particularly talented physicians. I would say we're both m- middling physicians. That's fair. That's fair. But, um, so one of the suggestions, yeah, is that, you know, the concentration affects things. Another one is that it could just be, like, a kind of like a, uh, I'm forgetting everything. I sound like a real dumbass tonight. A placebo placebo effect? effect, Almost. There it is, buddy. I didn't read it, but I got there just as fast. (laughs) The idea, like, people 
kind of expect liquor to make them feel stronger, so they do. Whereas, like, you know, they expect wine is kind of more of a casual thing, so they feel a little less amped up. That's also a possibility. It's it's unclear at this point, but maybe the, uh, the common folk notion was correct. Well, whiskey definitely makes me feel wistful and wise, but I think <laughs> that's because I've decided I wanted to do that, and the placebo right. effect is a powerful thing. Yeah, that's a... Uh... That's an interesting uh, self-reported piece of information, right? Three Stacks, do you have any emotions associated with particular alcoholic beverages? Um, I don't think so. Sam might actually be able to answer that better than I do, but... Why would I be able to? I don't know how you're feeling all the time. I mean, yeah, but you it's know my, how It's I my act. largest shortcoming as your husband. But you know <laughs> how I act when I am various kinds of drunk. I think you just, you just act silly when you're drunk, and you don't get drunk that often. That's it. That's all I got. Fair enough. Then I guess all no. Right. Sorry, Dip. I have a I have a strong association between uh, tequila and nausea, but I don't think that's necessarily feeling an emotion. I just think tequila is disgusting. Man, it's it's funny. I feel like everyone's got their the time I got way too drunk on tequila story, but tequila is like the only thing that I've never gotten too drunk on. I can't pick out a time when I drank too much tequila. I just there was like a like a changing point where my like my taste changed like all of a sudden my taste changed and i just did not enjoy tequila anymore much in the same way my taste changed and now i like onions oh yeah dude onions are great yeah i never liked onions and then one day i was like man i need to eat a whole bunch of onions i need whatever nutrient they contain dirt i think dirt yes i needed i needed more dirt that can't Um, possibly be correct there's no way you don't already have enough dirt (laughs) <laughs> that that's fair so anything you want to say on this forbes article before we shut it down no nothing of value i can i can uh, i can say more things but there aren't things that are going to be interesting or i could say more things but nobody really wants that yeah you're right let's let's uh rate and wrap here <laughs> no we have to talk a little bit more i've made very little progress on my beer actually i'm realizing really well i mean it is fairly strong so that's that's okay. Yeah. What else? What else is going on with you? Uh, what is going on with me? In a couple weeks. Well, unfortunately, you know, uh, uh, I missed last week because my grandfather passed away. That was a huge bummer. And was, that's was like, this that's the, the was this the one that that uh, had the rod and did the worm? No, he's never going to die. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's he's like a little Terminator. He's got a metal spine. It's incredible. Yeah, he sounds he sounds like a hell of a drug. Yeah. No, uh, this was this was my uh, my dad's father. It was, you know, I mean, not wholly unexpected because he was, you know, getting old and, and somewhat infirm. Uh, but it wasn't like I didn't like definitely know he was going to die or anything like that. So we kind of had to bust down there real quick and then come back also real quick. So that was that was weird, and I haven't really done anything else other than that. Like I was going to have Thanksgiving with my parents in vermont but then we all went to florida for a little bit because of the funeral and then and then that screwed up everything so my, my past week has been kind of kind of weird to be honest this is gonna get too real i've only seen my dad cry three times oh jeez! and one of them was after his dad died uh-huh, uh-huh and i'm wondering if your experiences with your dad were similar at all no i mean he I don't know. I I didn't I didn't see him like right in the aftermath. Obviously, like I wasn't there when we got the news or anything. 
in Florida, at least, my dad was pretty kept together. But, like, he had a lot of stuff that he, like, had to do to, like, get the, the all the arrangements in order. So maybe that was kind of giving him, like, a, a focus, you know, and holding the emotions in check. See, I wonder if that helps. Like, I guess in the short term it makes you hold it together. But I wonder if, like, now that he doesn't need to anymore, if he's a wreck. And I don't know. I feel like that would be harder because if you're a wreck when everyone else is a wreck, you're all a wreck together. Yeah. But if everyone else is like kind of getting past it and you're just starting, then that must be tough. Yeah, I imagine it's probably a little harder. I guess what I'm saying is, Tyler, call your dad and make sure he's okay. He's a good guy. Yeah. What was weird, though, um, is that I met uh, my dad's sister for the first time. Did you have an aunt you had never met before? That is correct. Peculiar. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. She, like... She has beef, I guess, like with my dad, kind of, and so she never like really wanted to meet us. He's such and a nice guy. What I know, he's a nice guy. Yeah, so it was like really weird interacting with her because honestly, like I have no desire to be part of her life. Like if she didn't care about me, like why should I care about her? You know. But it was like you know the first time we'd ever met, and it was like at my grandfather's funeral. So it was it was all very strange. Was she a dick ass? No, I mean, she was, like, dealing with whatever she had to deal with, you know. Sure. Uh, but, like, it was just it was just weird, you know. I feel like we, yeah. should, we should do this every now and then. Just a little bit of Bruce Tuesday gets real about feelings. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what my feelings are about it. It was just a very bizarre scenario. Like I said, my whole week has been kind of, like, weird. But, but no good stories that I can point to and be like, well, that was a funny thing. Oh, wait, no. I totally lied. There was one. Noise. So, <laughs> Jesus. So after the funeral, right, we, like, went back to my grandparents' house. And then we were leaving to go back to our, uh, our accommodations. But we had too many people to go in the car we had. So we had to call an Uber. And this fucking Uber driver, like, we get in the car and whatever. Everything's fine. And I noticed that we keep, like, his route keeps changing, you know, on his phone app. And I'm like, this is weird. Is he, so, is he uh, pranking you to squeeze out some extra dough? Well, that's what I was thinking. So I was like, hey, you know, like, where, where are we going? And he's like, sometimes, you know, like, the Uber maps aren't right. And I was like, okay, like, I'm just going to keep an eye on this. And I keep watching, and we're just going the wrong way, like, completely the wrong way. And it's been like 20, 30 minutes of us going the wrong way. And so I'm like, no, the, you're screwing up. Like, we have to turn around and go to the, like, follow your maps. And he was like, no, I definitely know where I'm going. Like, you certainly don't, my good man. You've driven us half an hour in the wrong direction. And this was so going from where to where? It was it was from my grandparents' house like, back to our, our lodging. Which should have been how long of a drive? Like, like about 30 minutes. Okay. Yeah, so I was like, you gotta, we're clearly not there, you gotta turn around. He's like, well, I can drop you off at a gas station. I was like, what? no, you can't drop us off at a gas station, get out of here. And then he was like, well, then I'm gonna drive you to, like, the place that, like, I think you're going. <laughs> I was like, well, then I'm getting out of the car. So just, like, on the road, basically, I made him stop and got out. And then he drove away with a blanket of ours. So, okay, so first, I think you should be able to contact someone about getting that blanket back. Yeah. Well, I don't actually have an Uber account. My dad, like, booked it through his. Uh, so when I got back to my dad, I, like, got on his account and wrote a little update, you know, driver review thing. But I don't know how that's going. So 
I wonder how he reviewed you. <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't know. It was That was also very strange. So then did you have to call another Uber? Hell yeah. That's super irritating. Yeah, and that guy got there just fine. And, and just took you come back the way you had come and then some, I suppose. Yes. And picked us up uh, on the side of a road. Why would he... I guess... So what would have happened if you just were like, all right, dude, you know best, and just sat and waited and got to the destination he was taking you to, and then you just showed him the address there and the address of where you wanted to go, and you were just like, these aren't the same place. You have not taken I, me. I was worried that um, the address he was taking me to was a murder pit. Oh, okay. You really think yeah. so? No, I don't know if he was actually trying to murder me, but I wasn't going to roll the dice. I think he was a dumbass, and he got, like... I, I, I don't know the geography of this place at all, but two towns confused or something... And there's a street in, in the in town A, and this there's a different street that has the same name in town B, and he was taking you to the wrong town or something? Probably. That's probably right. But we were driving um, from Pleasant Point to Hell's Place, so you can understand huh. why I was worried. That's cute. Thank you. Oh, hey, uh, I thought of another thing. No, what's that? Or should, should we do an article before my other thing? I guess we can do an article in in between. Uh, this is a pretty short article, actually. It's from businessinsider.com. How much it costs to grab a beer around the world. Have you looked at this list yet, Samuel? Uh, no, it's yelling at me for having ad blocker on. Okay, good. good. Don't look at it, because I want oh. you to see if you can guess yes, sir. Where, is the, where it's the cheapest and where it's the highest. Okay, so I feel like I've heard stuff about really cheap beer in Eastern Europe. I don't know. If very good. Very good. Do you care to it the number one is a country in Eastern Europe. Do you think you can tell me exactly what it is? How about Slovenia? Oh, very close. It's it's uh the city of Prague in the Czech Republic. Oh. A beer at the local pub will run you a dollar thirty. Wow. Yeah, that's super cheap. Yeah. And how about, what do you think the most expensive is? You don't have to tell me the city, just the country. Maybe Japan? Japan. Let's see, does Japan chart on here? Tokyo, Japan is not actually, is is kind of middling. Huh. Um, but it's, yeah, that's the only Japanese place on here. So it's not Japan. I think of Tokyo as being one of the most expensive cities and also not being a big beer manufacturer, so I think yeah. they would have to import all of it. Tokyo, it's uh, $4.30 to get a beer at the pub. Huh. Three sex, do you have a guess? Uh, I read the article, so I should remember, but I don't remember. <laughs> okay. Maybe, like, Australia, because they're all off on their own doing their dumb, dumb shit. Let's see if Australia's on here. Uh, Melbourne, Australia is in the top ten. But I will, I will let you know, it is Oslo, Norway, where it costs a whopping $9.90 to get a beer at the pub. Well, I fucking never would have gotten to Norway. Do you, yeah. do you have any idea why? Does it go into that much detail? It doesn't. All this article is is like a listing, basically. Is, um, is Norway one of those wonderful European socialist utopias? It sure is. And I think maybe just the cost of living is hot air, but like... It might, it might just still, be they have they have a big alcohol tax or something. Yeah, it could be they have a big alcohol tax. But uh, Singapore is number two. And then New York and Boston uh, come in at four and five. And in New York, it'll cost you $7.40. So the United States is actually pretty high up there in terms of expensive countries to buy beer. 
Well, it's because here in the United States, we like to extort people. <laughs> well, you, you make them, uh, yeah. you make them sad, and then you charge them a lot for the booze to make them not sad. I wonder how much of this has to do with like distribution, also. Like maybe in the Czech Republic, like it's super easy to get your product to market, and you don't have to pay like thirty different middlemen. It could be. I mean, that that would explain it. Also, if they're there, there's no nothing in here to say like quality of beer. Also true. So so maybe you know in in New York like in hipster mecca it's all like super craft brew shit messing up the averages, and in the Czech Republic it's just like someone peed in some brewer's yeast and it <laughs> said close enough. Right, right. That's fair. Yeah, I don't really know. I'm surprised to see, like, Shanghai and Hong Kong so high up in there because we had that video of them making that nasty-ass bootleg Budweiser, and there was tons of it. Yeah, that was fucking nasty. That was super-duper gross. But, yeah, give this list a peruse. It's kind of fun. I was amused to see Istanbul, Turkey near the bottom of the list because I definitely remember beer being cheaper than bottled water in Turkey. So that's kind of funny. Uh, Where my Belgium uh, at? Belgium? Let's see. Brussels, Belgium, I would say, is in the the bottom fourth, so that's pretty good. Cool. At $4 for a beer. I don't know if I told you or not. We're we're going there this summer for two weeks. Yes. Yeah, you did tell me that. I'm very excited to hear that. Yeah, I'm stoked. Yeah, it should be cool. You'll have tons of content. Yeah, you know you're going to have to put the show together for a couple weeks, right? Oh, no, it's me. I mean, who else would it be? Am I going to get Jed to do it? Are you kidding me? (laughs) <laughs> the only person less reliable than me is Jed. Actually, I think when it came to my four groomsmen, you were probably the second most reliable. After who? Boris. Come on. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. I'll take second. That's fine with me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's. See. You had you had some extra content though. Throw that uh, hot content on the griddle. Uh yeah. So I hung out with uh, some of my high school era friends. Oh, nice. That's fun. One of whom you met at the wedding, Caitlin. Nice. How's uh, she doing? Uh, she's good. She's getting ready for her CPA exam. Nice. And uh, we kind of were, we were talking about uh, your beef with her a little bit. She has beef with me. I have zero beef with her. Apparently, I didn't know this. Maybe she already told you this, but I was totally unaware. You had a, a line. Actually, I, t- I have two different speech comments but you had a line in your best man speech about you know you've been my best friend for however long uh oh, right and she took some umbrage with that yes i'm aware of this okay and i guess it was like every time you did something that anybody liked her whole table would be like i guess that's why he's the best friend <laughs> i didn't know that and like i think it was faux salt but right i think that that's pretty funny and apparently, you had a line you were going to use in your speech that you forgot to use. I did. I did. I was going to I was gonna uh, say that I was there to see my best friend, Mitch Ginsburg, which is funny because that's your, your father and not you. Therein lies the, the humor. But, you know, I, it was a big, big moment uh, for, for you, uh, and I just I, – I was so nervous about making a good impression for my buddy that I forgot that hilarious opening line. It's a pretty, it's a pretty good joke. But yeah. I think here, I think you you had a couple of misdirects. Like you had the first thing I thought was suck it, Jed, <laughs> and I feel like 
I feel like that's kind of a little bit of a misdirect. I think if you did two, one right after another, the second one wouldn't have had nearly as much punch. Right. You kind of got to pick your battles there. That's true. That's true. It all worked out for the best. Did you happen to see... Who did you happen to see there? Uh, Donnie Houston, who I'm still inexplicably friends with on Facebook? No. Uh, Donnie Houston is a wild card. I don't. I do okay. not know what, what is up with that man. Okay. But I saw Andrew Vache, who was my best friend for the first, like, four years of my school days. Uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. And I saw Cray Stiefenhofer. Oh, Cray Stiefenhofer. Boy, talk about people who have beef with me. Uh, he does not care about you at all. Yeah, because he's too busy chowing down on that beef. <laughs> yeah, really, really all that, all that Cray had to say about um, my college friends was, you don't have to keep telling me that my birthday is the same ber- as your friend Jed's. I already know. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, I guess that's because you were in Maryland. Yeah, um, and really, the, that whole getting together with old friends experience was just like, we listed different people that we went to high school together, which I'm sure was a lot of fun for Three Stacks, and basically said what our opinions were of them, and then if anyone had any updates, they were given. <laughs> and then we just moved on to the next person. That's funny, because, like, I, I, I didn't stop hanging out with my high school friends, because, like, I moved to California with them, basically. And so we're all equally clueless as to what anybody else in our high school class is doing. So it's, it's kind of funny to hear uh, this this kind of reunion from a different take. Yeah, they the the ones I was hanging out with all live in Maryland still. Right. So so they were sort of plugged in. Right. A lot well, of them I imagine, were this, this I imagine it's, I imagine it's hard for Cray to like move anywhere. Oh. <laughs> he was in Pittsburgh for a while and then I was like and then you realize that that is the worst city in America and he was like, "Yeah." <laughs> and then I moved to Baltimore and it's like, "Okay, Baltimore's fine." <laughs> Actually, I think Las Vegas is probably the worst city in America. I went to Reno, and Reno was pretty god-awful. Maybe it's just Nevada doesn't have its shit together. I think, really, people shouldn't be living in Nevada. Like, they had to divert, like, all of the Colorado River to make Las Vegas. Do you think it's kind of like, some people say, you know, you shouldn't climb Mount Everest, you shouldn't run a marathon, you're just, when you do that, you're saying... Hey, God, I'm better than you. Look what I can do. This thing I shouldn't be able to do. No, absolutely not. I just think we should stop encouraging people to live in stupid places. Like, every year, we see these people on TV talking about how, like, their trailer got blown apart by tornadoes, but they live in a place that's called Tornado Alley. Yeah. You know? Like, get your shit together, dog. Well, luckily, if we continue on our current rate... Every part of this fair nation will be uninhabitable, so everyone will be making fun of everyone else for the stupid place that they live. Okay, that's. I would like to see that future. I have a dream that no one can live anywhere. This is getting dark. Should we do this last article, or should we? Uh, should we call yeah. it? Yeah. So, in case uh, the Earth becomes uninhabitable, we might have to go to to our nearest neighbor, Mars. I would say our nearest neighbor is the Moon. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Fine. But the moon's too small. So we need some place to stretch out. Uh, Mars is like our man cave. And, and what do we need in a man cave? We need some beer. So from Fortune.com, Budweiser wants to be the first beer on Mars. I guess earlier this year, Budweiser, they have declared it their goal to be the first beer on Mars. And they've taken a step forward 
towards their goal, a, a partnership with SpaceX. They are going to send up two experiments uh, involving barley with the SpaceX cargo supply mission to the International Space Station. And up there, uh, the barley will be experimented on and then sent back to Earth and analyzed. And we'll see if, uh, if being in space affected how it grew at all. Because they're not sending up, like, you know, fully grown barley or anything like that. They're sending up the little seeds and they're going to try to try to grow it and see what's going on up there. So this is so, kind of like, who had that fucking space yeast beer? Was that Elysian? No, that was actually Ninkasi. Ninkasi. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ninkasi I, did that stupid yeast thing. This is also stupid, but significantly less stupid. I actually, yeah, I don't have that much of a problem with this, uh, just, like, aside from Budweiser being the people who, who do it. Like, we're probably not going to find anything revolutionary from this experiment, but it is important to see how basic grains might perform in space because we will need to eat something up there. And, and basic grains have kind of formed a staple of our diet for lo these many years. Yeah. So hold on a second. This, that's all, that's all cool. I get that. The, these experiments might actually have some kind of a benefit. But yeah. this article is called Budweiser Wants the First Beer on Mars. So growing yeah. barley in space neither gets you beer nor does it put it on Mars. They could just well, what do you they mean? could just pay like they have so much goddamn money, they could partially finance the next the next rover mission and just say contingent on our donation is you bring one can of Bud with you and just leave sure. it there. Yeah, you're right, but I see that's what makes me like this even more because they're not going the just straight publicity route. I mean, there is obviously publicity here, but they're 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 doing experiments that could lead to you know sustained and uh, self sufficient growing of the products we need to create beer in space. So, who who said Budweiser wants to be the first beer on Mars? Was it Budweiser uh, or was it Fortune.com? No, it was it was Budweiser. Okay, so do they know what Mars is, and also do they know what beer is? Yeah. So are they saying this is the first of our fifty-eight part plan to to get beer onto Mars? Or are they just saying, wouldn't it be cool if we could get beer on Mars? Obviously, we can't, so we're doing this instead. Well, I think maybe we're looking at get beer on Mars uh, from two different directions. Obviously, like you said, it would be cheaper to just like launch a can of Bud up there. But I don't think that's what they mean. I think they mean they want to be the first people like creating beer on Mars. And to do that, they would have to have barley, you know, for the malt. And uh, so this is this is part one of a long process. I guess I don't feel like that's the way that it comes off. It, it, maybe it's because I only skimmed it. But it makes it sound like they're saying <laughs> we want to have the first beer on Mars. And by doing this, we will achieve that goal, which is uh, just categorically okay. inaccurate. Well, yes, yes. From that point of view, you are right. But I, I, I don't know that they're taking that simplistic of a, of a look at it. And I, I honestly commend them for not being that simplistic about it. I guess, I guess maybe it's a, it's a shortcoming of how journalism works these days. You can't, you can't have anything nuanced. You have to say, look at this crazy thing they're doing. As opposed to, right. look at, look at this somewhat significant step forward in a long-term goal for a crazy thing they could be doing. Budweiser just released two experiments into space. The reason why will blow your mind. Honestly, I would much rather it be that. It's much more accurate. Uh, 
Yeah. Well, fine. So you you don't you don't care that much, but I think it's interesting. I actually I would care I think I would have cared much more if it had been framed more accurately. Budweiser <laughs> like 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 and even you can you can bend the truth a little bit. Call it Budweiser wants to grow barley in space. That's pretty much correct and uh-huh. that's cool. And so if it were that I'd be like Oh, dope. I wonder how that'll go. But instead, instead of me saying, oh, dope, I wonder how that'll go, I'm saying, these fucks don't know what beer or Mars is. <laughs> okay. Be that a lesson to all of you out there, if you want Sam to pay attention to you, you choose your words carefully. Uh, you're making me sound like super nitpicky. Brewing beer and growing I... barley and the ISS and Mars, those are like drastically different things. Whoa! Why don't you? Why don't you calm down there, yeah, you, you, you literal Nazi? You know what? It must be this oak-aged vanilla worldwide stout getting to me. It's making you so fired up. Those strong emotions. Yeah, I, I've always said something about beer gives me fired up, strong emotions. <laughs> something about tequila always makes me horny. Oh, well. You know what it is about tequila that makes me horny? I've realized. I don't. It's the alcohol. <laughs> huh. Well then, or or uh, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think it's the fact that it is on Earth. I'm I'm just a horny super. man. Fantastic! I'm really, really glad that we got to the bottom of this. Yeah, well, I'm trying to get to the bottom of that. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm the horny trying guy. Get, trying to get to somebody's bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Barley, I'm so, sorry you have to uh, hear all this. Uh, in that case, let's let's rate these beers. Okay. Okay. You first. Okie dokie. So I just said it, but I'll say it again. I had Dogfish Head Oak Aged Vanilla Worldwide Stout. I think Worldwide Stout is like a recurring thing, like an an annual thing, but I don't think it's always Oak Aged Vanilla. Um, Okay. And this kind of checked all the boxes, the barrel, the vanilla, the malt, the booze. I don't really have any complaints about this, but this is definitely like a a one and donner. Like not Uh even like one of these and then switch to other types of alcohol just like one of these and <laughs> and play video games until you get sleepy i think is how i would right. implement this i don't know it's weird because i can't i can't put my finger on my like criticisms of this maybe because uh-huh. maybe the alcohol itself is making my criticisms not come to me but i don't love this but it's doing everything right, and it's doing something I want. So I don't know what my problem with it is. Maybe you're just a contrary son of a bitch. Well, I'm definitely a contrary son of a bitch, but I've rated beers well before on this show. I'll give it an 8-1. Okay. But really, if you like barrel beers, try this. If you like high-gravity stuff, you should try this. If you like vanilla and you're in kind of a friendly mood, I think you should try this. Really, beer people in general should try this. All right. And yet only an 8-1. Still can't put my finger on why. <laughs> it is kind of strange. So I had Evil Genius Beer Company's Purple Monkey Dishwasher, which was a chocolate peanut butter porter at 6.7% ABV. I feel similar to you, Samuel, although I don't really have any complaints. This this hit the notes, like you were saying. Do you think it maybe chocolate? it's that you're a contrary son of a bitch? Probably, yes. So it, it had chocolate, it had peanut butter, it had the appropriate mouthfeel for a porter. I enjoy drinking it. I, yeah, don't really have anything to complain about. I'm going to give it a 7-1, uh, just because I tend to rate things a little bit lower. 
And I will recommend this to somebody looking for a dessert wine. I think this is like a, a good after meal. Uh, excuse me, dessert wine. What am I saying? I, I was going to let it go and, and then kind right. of really think about it a lot afterwards. Like, what does yeah. he mean by wine and kind of mull it over? But you uh-huh. just misspoke like a dummy? I sure did. Okay. Yeah, there was no deeper meaning. I, I meant to say dessert beer. If you're looking for a dessert beer, something to drink after dinner that's not like, you know, outrageously sweet, I think this is a good choice. I liked it. Do you know what you're drinking next week, Samuel? Oof. Stax, do you remember anything I have? Do you want me to go pick something at random? Nah, I'll just tell him next week. Uh, no, I don't know. Please. Oh, no. Did a cat cause a situation? Is there a catastrophe? I could blame it on the cat, but it's really I knocked over my cup. Luckily, I had just finished drinking that beer. So that, ah. all, that all worked out well. Good thinking. Yeah. So, uh, huh. If uh, if you want to commend my great thinking, you can email us at brewsdaytuesdaypodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at brewsdaytuesday, or you can comment on our links at brewsdaytuesday.com. Don't let the bastards keep you down. We'll see you next episode. Bye. Bye. Here comes a beer. Catch all your tears. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. Here comes a shot. Lose all your thoughts. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. This one's on me. Fix you for free. Drink the remedy. Forget about everything. This one's on me. Got what you need. Take your medicine. You feel better, friend. Are you still there? Alrighty.